Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the world, welcome to the first annual unofficial, official, non-Academy Awards podcast for 2013, introducing to you your US hosts from Blockbusters, Mr. Paul Hawkins and Mr. Brian Klosterman. Hey, everybody, how we doing today? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a wonderful day of freezing temperatures and snow over here, and we are coming to you pseudo-live to give you... Live taping. <laughs> yes, yes, a live taping uh, to give you our lovely awards known as the Golden Mics. We will be oh, giving yes. these out. The long-established tradition of the Golden Mics. Oh, yes, the long-established <laughs> of, uh, ooh, two minutes. Yes. Uh, to, to give you the Golden Mics for this year's, as we said, unofficial, official, non-Academy Awards. 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 <laughs> yes. Right. Rolls uh, right off the tongue. Oh, yes. I, I'm sure this will be a, a, a long-established thing <laughs> to come. Look forward to many years to come. All right. All right. Shall we get into the first category? Sure. I think we should. I think, I think we, we should. should. What is the first category? The first category is the smaller budget film. The we stray away from the term indie here. Yes, uh, we were running it's a little into, hard to identify. Running so. into a little trouble with indie because you do have the independent film like Clerks doesn't really happen anymore because studios are looking out for that. Correct. So use of a smaller budget, not blowing it through the roof here so the nominees are would um, you like to read them sir sure i will attempt to read your chicken scratch <laughs> oh my beautiful handwriting <laughs> we have the way way back mud the spectacular now we steal secrets and sound city and the golden mic goes to mud hey, hey all right <laughs> Yes, and sir. I will accept on Mud's behalf. Uh, here you go, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. So why don't you tell us? Because because obviously we we over in England we haven't actually seen we uh, you haven't seen it either, Byron. Have we? No. So we haven't seen Mud. So, so a bit about the winner. So, so, so tell us tell us about the winner. Tell us uh, why we should go and check this film out. All right, this one's all you, Brian. Oh me. Okay. Well, this is Matthew McConaughey pretty much carrying a very intriguing dark film. It's a bit of a mystery. Um, he is marooned on this island, uh, maybe not marooned, but is choosing to live on this island, a fugitive from the law, recruits these two young kids to help him repair this boat so that he and Reese Witherspoon, who is holed up in a hotel on the mainland, can escape. They are former lovers, and uh, they can live happily ever after. Um, as you can guess, uh, things don't always go according to plan, but it is interesting <laughs> to see it play out. That, that and, would be uh, a really boring film if everything but, no, but smoothly. He is absolutely, <laughs> he is absolutely uh, incredible. Of course, that's the award, man. But Harris Witherspoon, who I have a long uh, established hatred of, I actually really enjoyed in this. Yeah. Um, I, I just think I recommend this to everyone. Check it out; you will not be disappointed. It goes by quickly. It's super intriguing and edge of your seat thrill. All right. That's the yeah. That's all I got to say on that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, my my personal choice moving into this was the way way back because watching it, it kind of felt uh, Wes Anderson-y type. Sam Rockwell was very good. Um, the you also had Steve Carell in another non comedy role, and I seem to I seem to prefer. It's very odd. I prefer Will Ferrell and Steve Carell when they're not doing comedy. <laughs> I to- I totally agree with that comment. Actually, whenever Steve Carell has been an actual drama film, he's always been brilliant. I think. 
Yeah, I know. Like, you seem to do well in your kind of independent films, like Little Miss Sunshine and this one. And yeah, I, I, I thought it was very good, but I definitely conceded mud. Mm-hmm. I think took it with yes. this one. Okay. All right. Shall we move along? Let's move along to category number two. All right. And All right. Category is number two is a. Uh, <laughs> Best performance, or we, do we want to say best up-and-coming, I guess, young actor? Yeah, I mean... Uh, demonstrated by a uh, performance this year, I yes, guess. Yes, if we so. can make it as wordy and awkward as possible. Yes, which, right. which I, I think we should. I think we yes, as we have with the name of the podcast. All right, so we have nominated Asia Butterfield for Ender's Game, Ty Sheridan for Mud, Jaden Smith for After Earth, and Liam James for The Way, Way Back. Alright. And, sir? And the winner is... Asa Butterfield for Ender's Game. Woo! <laughs> 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 and I think I'll accept the golden mic for the this one. The golden mic for Asa? Uh, okay. Alright. <laughs> that is a quite beautiful golden mic. You're oh, yes. running out of golden, but... <laughs> I, I, I know, it's a good, good thing we're, we're not doing all of these. No. <laughs> Every time... He's drinking, a, you know, a beverage. I'm drinking sorts. a little part of the golden yes. mic every time. <laughs> we need to drink one every time we announce one. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> but, so but, what do you have to say on uh, his performance in Ender's Game? Well, I mean, we have covered this ourselves in, uh, in one our of Ender's our Game previous cast, yes. podcasts. But, yes, this was a, a very good performance by Ace of Butterfield. He's up there on screen with some very big names. Harrison uh, Ford and Ben Ford. Kingsley. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he's... Freaking Gandhi, for God's sake, you know. <laughs> yeah, not not to mention uh, the Mandarin, of course. Mm. <laughs> the pseudo-Mandarin, but yes. uh, spoiler. And, uh, yes, he definitely holds his own. He's kind of, uh, I guess you could say, one of the big guys now. So he's definitely going to be getting more and more roles. I'm sure you're going to see him in more sort of serious acting roles going forward. And... Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more from this guy. I, I really hope he's picked up soon into some of these other things. Yeah, I hope he doesn't uh, wash out or yeah, I mean, have any of the pitfalls that some other young actors have had. Yes, yeah, so let, let's hope he doesn't quite go with the, the Macaulay Culkin route. <laughs> <laughs> or the Gary Coleman, you know, let all your parents spend your money and yeah. Yes, but wasn't Gary <laughs> Coleman a little older when he was doing something? I, I think things? he was like 48 when he was doing that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there we <laughs> When go. he was playing like a 10-year-old, I don't know. Anyway, so... Unfortunately, it's something, yeah. something that me and Byron can't really comment on within this game because neither of us have seen it, but both of us really want to, so I think we'll both be in line when it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray, to... Uh, to, to check it out because it, it was definitely one that was clocked up wasn't it but we just didn't get around to seeing it, was, it really. yeah it was enjoyable and yeah. didn't yeah, if you listen to the cast that, didn't quite live up to expectations but the well, performances that, were quite well that was the thing well. it's it's one of those ones of if you love the book and just wanted to see the book on the screen you will be disappointed but a perfectly acceptable film version of it the only criticism I had was it feels a little rushed so as long as you go in expecting that they are it is a good action film and I don't think yeah if you go into it looking at a good action film you won't be disappointed yeah yeah Yeah. okay so what is up next gentlemen well I think it's our turn now so do you want do you want to take the helm on this 
Very good. The next category for nomination is the best use of special effects in a movie for 2013. Uh, an interesting note about this one from uh, from us all is that it's not enough to just put a big explosion in or a special yeah. effect. It's the best use of the special this effect. This is not the Michael Bay Award. No, this is not the Michael Bay Award. Not to name names. Exactly. <laughs> this is the one where you actually have to move the audience in a certain way. Yes. And the nominations for the best use of special effects in 2013 are... Star Trek Into Darkness, Iron Man 3, Gravity, Rush, Pacific Rim, and The Great Gatsby. And the winner for this award, the Golden Mike, goes to... Gravity. <laughs> uh, sadly, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney could not be here today in Guildford to accept the award for this. However, Despite her a... lack of hair moving, still best use of special effects. <laughs> yep. Suck it, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I mean, let, let's talk about Gravity for a minute because obviously this this is this has had a lot of buzz this year. I mean, especially the second half. This year, this is obviously one that's going to be up for the 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 uh, I, I think the uh, the other Oscars. Uh, who, who knows about those? I don't know. But um, <laughs> but the, but the thing is, obviously, this film for me, I watched it recently. And, and and obviously in terms of as I think and what you said like for a film student this is just you know sort of a bible isn't it it's like how to make a film in terms of uh, uh, special effects and make it look fantastic for me I, I didn't feel that the, the sort of the actual drama and the script held up as much as the effects but the effects were certainly something that was just it was it was mind mind blowing and spellbinding in places and it really kept the tent tension going um, I mean I think I read somewhere that the opening shot of the film is 12 minutes long there's, it, not, there's it not a single cut in 12 minutes yeah and you don't I don't even realise that the first, I've seen it in the theatre two times and I yeah. don't even realise the first time you're watching a single shot at least yeah, I didn't yeah. it was just it's it's incredible, isn't it? And, that, and that's obviously one continuous shot of special effects and acting and and everything going along. So I mean, it's it's a very very clever hybrid of of uh, film production there. Um, yeah, f- fantastic, and I'm glad glad that one has won that award. Yeah, I think it does. It is one of those movies that when we talk about sort of special effects, you do you do find yourself saying, "How did they do that?" Yeah. You know, and that's great. And the attention to detail of certainly of all the spacecraft they're using, but you know, between the different, despite the, the Chinese, the Russian, the American one, it all seems to be very, very like sort of realistic and not like a, a slightly fantasy-based approach of it. It seems to be very down to earth. And I think that for me is a huge thing when we deal in sort of science fiction style categories or things involving space. So yeah. overwhelmingly, I think we all we were all very happy here at both podcasts in the US and the UK that Gravity has won that one. Agreed. So, agreed. Fantastic. Uh, gentlemen, moving onwards. All right, what have we got next? Next. I believe you are heading up this one, sir. <laughs> yes, best film with minimal use of special effects. And the way that we wanted to do this was not film with absolutely no special effects, but the special effects had nothing to do with it. That It wasn't like a big set piece or anything. It was just, you know, obviously there are things Didn't where, wow you, didn't take you out of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like maybe... Uh, maybe they use special effects to remove a boom mic from a shot or something. Yeah, That's yeah. fine, as long yeah. as it wasn't special effects driven. And we have the nominations of Her, American Hustle, and Behind the Candelabra. And, and of course, yes, because uh, it looked like it was scratched yes. out, but it wasn't. <laughs> Sound City. <laughs> and the winner is... Her. Her. Yeah. <laughs> the only mic goes to her. Oh, I don't know who she is, but yeah. she has it. Uh, officially, that would be Scarlett Johansson. 
um, <laughs> we could probably have her, her accept. Yeah, you know? yeah. Let, let's have her accept recording. Here you go, Siri. <laughs> Sur- uh, and accepting is Siri. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you? Ha- I have not seen her. So All right. Yes. Well, her, tell us a little bit. Her is you know going into the trailer is a film about a man who gets this new operating system which is artificially intelligent. And so the more that the operating system grows, the more he begins to realize that he is actually kind of falling for it. And it's the tale of the relationship and all of the problems this causes. And also how I kind of felt it ended without giving it away, a very natural progression of where artificial intelligence will go. And it's, it's a fantastic film because all that is really driving it is the conversation between these people, one of whom is never on screen. Yeah. And it's something that I know a lot of people, my wife included, have said <laughs> it's just stupid because of that reason. Like, you know, you've just got someone talking to his phone the entire film. But that but watching the film it is just not that it's a stunning well, there are story. other actors in this film too <laughs> oh, yeah. but i mean it's just to, for a slight comparison if everyone saw uh, 127 hours right yes. james yes. franco yes. yeah that i mean he is just talking to a video camera that whole movie and i was on the edge of my seat it's yeah it's, that, exactly you know, it, it's as long as it's a it's, one-man play as long know? as it's you got the the good writing some fantastic acting yeah. it's, it's all voice. in the script and in the performance i don't care what is happening as long as it's written well and it's being performed well exactly and this film is just stunning and i am looking forward to seeing how it fares in the official academy awards <laughs> <laughs> apparently i've heard about them they're a, a sort of another a, sort of a slightly smaller uh, thing that goes on television or something yeah, some yeah. little trifle that goes on there <laughs> Not nearly I, important, not nearly yeah, as... Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't have a, any cable television anymore, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't care about that. Yeah, a smaller trivial effect. Oh, we well. won't worry about them. They're probably good, good, good luck to them. Good, good luck to them. Good luck to them. Yeah, yeah. Sure, they'll do all right. <laughs> so, I think that believe, uh, brings us on to our fifth category, which is a fun one for us, um, especially over here. Uh, this is the worst movie of 2013 category. Um, this one, me and Byron felt very, very strongly about, but uh, let's read the nominations first. So, do you want to take the nominations, Byron? And the nominations for the worst film of 2013 are After Earth, Oblivion, Die Hard 5, The Fifth Estate, and R.I.P.D. And the winner is... Die Hard 5, A Good Day to Die Hard. <laughs> don't yeah, clap yeah, that. Yeah. Don't you clap <laughs> no, that. No one clap don't that. Don't you that, clap that. That means that... <laughs> that was, a, that was a, a, a truly awful film. And it was a shame for me because I think we were both quite excited. Because, I mean, I quite enjoyed the fourth film, which, which I don't know, was sort of bordering on ridiculous but still enjoyable in places. And, and I think you may, maybe, they'll, they, maybe they'll have enough power to do it again with a fifth film. And they, in my eyes, they just didn't. It was just, it was just two hours of garbage and... I think you you even had a little kip, didn't you? I fell asleep. I, this is the only film ever in the history of cinema. I actually fell asleep fell amid asleep. explosions and gunfire. I fell asleep during the film in the cinema, and that's how bad it was. Um, basically, wow. Die Hard is very simple for me. I like all the ones where Bruce had hair. After that, I'm not so keen. So yeah. Well, I agree. Simple. I mean, I think it parallels this, but before he became a superhero and was still just a normal guy. Yeah. Yeah. Before he was, you know, jumping choppers and doing, you know, just doing these miraculous 
Tom Cruise Mission Impossible stunts. I like him walking on broken glass. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, that's how I like my John McClane. Yeah, that's yeah. I hear that, brother. I hear that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just a real letdown. And to be fair, I, I think that's it's a shame because I'm I'm pretty sure that'll be a nail in the coffin for the franchise now. That I, mean, I hope they don't make any more. And it'll be know. a shame that they do if they crunch the numbers and there's a dollar to be made. Yeah, uh, true. But sorry. it's it's a shame now, you know, because what was sort of a passable series of four films has now become um, a letdown series of four sort of you know three good ones an average one and a terrible one exactly how I feel about the Indiana Jones franchise yeah. <laughs> and they did the same thing with having a younger person kind of seeming to take over right. uh, same here with the good day to die hard they had what his son or whatever yeah, I don't even know who that was <laughs> yeah. it, 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 just, it just wasn't uh, very was good who was yeah I, I don't so. know but yeah both of those equally flops like ruins the box set concept for me exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah you're gonna buy the old box set not the new box yeah. set yeah it is very much like you know when you've got that awkward family photo with the one weird cousin at the end and you fold over in the frame you fold over the end where they're standing so you can't see the bro- this is what this is in box sets yeah, you buy the box set and throw you, you use yeah. Die Hard 5 as a drinks coaster <laughs> that's it that's what my aliens resurrection is or Batman and Robin uh, <laughs> I have to say my alien resurrection box set uh, I think I used the last couple of films as drinking games oh yeah there you go <laughs> so what does that lead us to I'm not 100% sure oh well we really it, should have written it down a bit better no we? no they uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep back to the podcast on a roll here oh, oh yes. okay it's us for the next one. Uh, we're on to the next category, which is uh, Best Male Actor. Now, this one obviously had a, a lot of nominations, a lot of talking about this. I'm, I'm going to pass it on to, to Byron for this one to, to take the helm on this one. Very good. And the Best Male Actor nominations for 2013 are as follows. Benedict Cumberbatch. Chris Hemsworth. Eh, sorry, hold on. I just realised. Should, should I be reading out the, the, the names of the films? Yes, yes, do I think you should do this, Byron. You do this because you've got names of them. Go on. Yes, because Cumberbatch could be nominated for two films there. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing. I, well, three, actually, I think. Uh, isn't uh, Osage Orange County isn't he in that one as well? Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah and I, although it would be a very interesting way for the actual Oscars to go. Is they, they tell you <laughs> who's nominated, but they don't show you anything. <laughs> you have to go and find out yourself. You take this one, Byron, because I don't have the I don't have the films written down. Most of I can guess, but there's a couple I don't know. Yet. Yes, and dear listeners, for those of you picking holes in what we're doing at the moment, I would like to point out that this is the first <laughs> annual unofficial official non academy awards awards podcast. Anyway, so the nominations for the best Let's man actor of 2013: Benedict Cumberbatch in Star Trek, Ashton Kutcher for his portrayal of Steve Jobs. Leonardo DiCaprio for The Great Gatsby, as well as The Wolf of Wall Street. Justin Timberlake for Runner Runner. Michael Douglas for Behind the Candelabra. And Chris Hemsworth for Rush. And the winner of the Golden Mic for this category is... Leonardo DiCaprio for The Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) And specifically for the Quaalude scene. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, this is one of those ones where if you actually watch the internet in the last month or so, this is the one where everyone is now saying Leo needs to win an Oscar. He is beaten over every single year, and this year, if he doesn't get the actual Academy Award, I think there might be some riots on the street. Like this was a fantastic 
fantastic performance by him. It was. He, yeah, he carried a three-hour film and didn't make you feel like you were watching a three-hour film. No, not at all. Well, unfortunately, I haven't seen this film, so I, I can't I can't pass any comments on this one. But obviously, you you both have. Um, so why, why don't you, why don't you talk us through uh, talk us through the film or, or talk us through why why it was a, a winning a winning portrayal? Alright, well, I mean, um, once again, we did cover this uh, a little while ago, but it's a, I mean, it's a film about a guy who uh, came up in Wall Street doing, let's say, slightly non-legal activities. <laughs> and Abusing the system in place, yes. Ca- kind of a Scarface rise and fall of this guy. Yeah, anti-hero. Yeah, but it's one of those... It's more of... Almost like uh, this guy later in life is saying, this is everything that I did. And you get to see every little thing that he did. You get to see some of his very questionable actions. As, yeah, a friend of mine said it should be called Stockfellas. Yeah. Pretty much uh, that's <laughs> you know, where you have the narration in Goodfellas. Uh, you know, it's his experience. He's taking you through this film. Um Having lived everything, it's much in the same way in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Like, this is all the fun and all the shit I did, and uh, it yep. kind of got me into a little bit of trouble. <laughs> and then the, the Quaalude scene, as we said, it is uh, the Leo character and another one takes these really old drugs. Knows I would, like, dare the, I say this blasphemy, but I think Charlie Chaplin would be have a harder hard time yeah. <laughs> mimicking this physical bit of comedy. Yeah, uh, and it, it's, it's one of those ones where you know, he starts he starts off, you know, you get the real um, the real acting from the guy of you know, going through this conversation and then he starts to lose his speech at which point it turns into the physical acting ability of this guy. It's just, it's he's it's quite amazing, phenomenal. and not just that, but and anytime he's controlling the stock floor in his building, just the mic. I mean, he is Tony Robbins. He is every motivational speaker you've ever heard, just yeah. knocking it out, screaming at him, getting him fired up, and I, I was just enraptured. Yeah, and uh, before the Quaalude scene, the scene that stuck out in my mind was actually when he first starts building his new company, and he's on the phone to like the first guy he's going to sell six thousand dollars worth of shares to, and as he's on the phone to this guy on speaker, he is miming, bending the guy over, and having his way. And it's a wonderful thing where you get to see this amazing actor doing this fantastic voice performance along with such great physical stuff it's uh, it's something that you don't see very often anymore and yeah leo better win the bloody <laughs> oscar this year here here guys yeah i was saying the same thing it's a very indulgent film it's one of those movies that when you watch it it makes you think god what have i done with my life i should have done this this is <laughs> i'm not having nearly as much fun as i should be yeah, yeah it, it's, def- it's definitely one so i'm really happy that that one got it and uh well, I think with that, uh, it's also time to move on to the next category. We obviously did Best Male Actor. It's time to do Best Female Actress. And yeah, yeah. and this one is uh, a tricky one because between the two podcasts, obviously we've tried to be very diplomatic about the strategy and the approach to how we uh, take these nominations. However, in this category, we did have a real problem and therefore we're doing something which has never been done before on this annual podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a first for the first. Yes. First for the first. And we are going to open this category up to be what we call the people's choice. In a moment, we are going to read the nominations for the best female actress category for 2013. However, we are then
then can just strip that nomination down to just two names, but the people's choice will be you, the listeners, having a vote on this and deciding who gets the award for this category. Okay, so without further ado, Bear, would you like to read out the no, nominations? No, I haven't got the I haven't got the uh, the total list. I've only got the uh, the two the two stripped down ones. So you better take it. Okay, the <laughs> nominations for the best female actress in the category for this year, People's Choice, twenty thirteen: Michelle Pfeiffer for The Family, Jennifer Lawrence for acting as Katniss Everdeen in the Hunger Games series, Sandra Bullock for her role in Gravity, Haley Steinfeld for Ender's Game. Amy Adams for American Hustle. And the People's Choice will now be limited down to the following two names. These are the two names that you, the fans, have to choose between using the mediums of Twitter and Facebook. And Facebook. The Which we, we, we will go through the ways you can get in contact yes. after after this, and obviously you can contact both both different podcast uh, people. But the two names we we've narrowed it down to are Jennifer Lawrence for her role in The Hunger Games, and Sandra Bullock for her role in Gravity. Obviously, two very very different roles, two very very different actresses. Hence, why we are uh, we're having a little bit of a problem uh, deciding deciding who's won. So it's over to you, the listeners, to contact us through Twitter or through Facebook, and that's either podcast, to decide by nomination who you would like to win that category. So, Bear, why don't you tell them how to reach us on the internet? Uh, you can reach us on facebook.com forward slash back to the podcast, and we're on Twitter too, back to the podcast, but the two is a number, back to the podcast, um, and that should be nice and simple for you. Over and to the you guys, gentlemen. Alright, well, our Twitter handle would be at Blokebusters, and on Facebook, in case you haven't guessed, dot com slash Blokebusters. Or you can just search Blokebusters, I'm sure you'll find it. Well, please get in touch, let us know who you think will win, uh, or who you think should win, and your reasons, and we'll uh, tally them up and stick them on the uh, end of the, the next one. Yes, it'll be featured in the next podcast, so do take action and do that. I believe now it's time to move on to the final category for this year's the nominations. The big one. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That, so. Well, I was going to say it's not necessarily best film like they do in that the other official one, Academy yes. Awards. This was best film experience. So not necessarily the best writing, not necessarily no. the I best I think there acting. are better films in the, nomination, in the nominations. Oh, yes. But this was the film experience. that was basically the most fun, the most entertaining, leaving the cinema with a smile on your face. And the nominees are... We have Rush... Star Trek Into Darkness, Pacific Rim, and Gravity. Alright, and the winner is... Pacific Rim! Rim. (laughs) Yeah! Yeah, this, This film, just watching it, was just so much fun. I mean... It's... The only way I can describe it is this is... Was totally lined up to be a film I absolutely hated. Right, <laughs> just stupid monsters, stupid robots. I don't need you know horrible yeah. cheesy lines of dialogue, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> yeah, it, I, Guillermo del Toro said that it was kind of a love letter to that old style of giant monsters. Yeah, the Jaeger, fighting back or the and it, yeah, or the kaiju of, films, not Jaeger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, it's kind of the Power Rangers. 
type thing where it's they've made the Megazord and now they're fighting the big monster. It's that for the entire film. <laughs> and it is so well done. The effects are at the point now where it's not like, oh yeah, that's just uh, yeah, not very well done robot fighting a... Oh, super realistic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, re- really well done. They were able to give you that sense of scale quite well. And I'm sure every actor in it was just loving it. Yeah, and so had another nice. director tackled this, I'm sure it would have just been that film I hated. Yeah, but I think because you they had, had the right person attached Toro, to this, it was it was very well done. I, I think it was the fact that Guillermo del Toro made this, and and, and I, I agree with you on that. I, th- I think if this had been another director, you know, it, it just wouldn't have had the same. It's his creativity. You know, you really get an impression of his sort of creative eye and and the way he visualizes things come through when he makes a film. It was the same with Pan's Labyrinth and. And and Hellboy, even 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 Hellboy, you know, you can, you can really see that he's passionate about these worlds he creates. And I totally agree with you on this film. I mean, you know, it was it was just a film that was just like, what's this? Oh, you know, it looks a bit silly. You know, it's silly concept. But I, I I haven't had that much fun in the cinema for a while. Two hours it went by really quickly, and and just yeah, really really good fun. Yeah, and any time that main theme comes on, I'm just like bopping my head to it and just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, look, great. It, very good. One of those films where you get this, the theme stuck in your head for about a week, mm-hmm. and then it goes away and you can't remember how it goes. And then the next time you see it, you get it stuck in your head again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say, recommendation for you do not shave while listening to that theme. You will cut yourself multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever watch the movie from 1989 called Robot Jocks? Did you ever hear of that? I have not. Can't, can't say that's ever come across my radar. <laughs> okay, I'm going to send you a link for it, because simply because this film... When I saw the whole thing with giant robots, f- but piloted by men, I realised I'd seen that film before. So I, I just want to send this over for your personal reference. And listeners, you can go onto IMDb and just, just type in Robot Jocks, J-O-X. But I just wanted to send it over, because there's a really interesting movie there that I think that... Pacific Rim borrowed a lot of ideas from this movie and I just wanted to shout back to the original because I thought there's something there and I think I like to pay a little tribute and do little things like this sort of uh, mention things like like, like this so take, take a look at it out of interest um, as it's an idea that has been done before in the, in the late 80s and it was quite an interesting film when that came out anyway because it was at the height of the Cold War so there's lots of stuff going on there Alright yeah, Definitely have to look into that one I'm sure it's better than Real Steel <laughs> Real Steel, yeah That was a, that was a bad one Good, well does that, I think that concludes our, uh, our our first award ceremony <laughs> I believe so I, I don't believe we have any more categories No, today. I believe yes I uh, would like to just give a mention though That obviously we're not quite sure this is going to air yet But, but I, I, I certainly will be watching The, you know, the, the other the, other, uh, the, the Oscars awards ceremony Oh, the little thing on television And as last year I will be in Paul, if he's up to it, will be live tweeting During the broadcast So Yeah, I, well I will be attempting to Again, yes. I don't have Look forward to my humorous <laughs> comments intended to be humorous comments we will see if they actually are <laughs> I think it's just worth mentioning that the date for that will be the 2nd of March um, the time the time's not confirmed yet because obviously it's in the States so obviously over here in the UK it's going to be a slightly different time probably than be in the middle of the night but um, but I will definitely be checking it out because there are some that I am genuinely interested in in who wins and stuff and I, I hope I hope all the listeners do as well and also uh, I hate to do this as just an afterthought but uh, I think we should probably dedicate this podcast to Philip Seymour Hoffman 
Totally, yeah. yeah. And uh, his wide acting work, wide range of acting work. Yeah, I, I would like to point out we're recording this as of the 9th of February, and, you know, heaven forbid anything happen to any other actor in this time, but, yeah, th- this is a relatively recent piece of news. That is, and yes, an extremely and talented actor. Yeah, so. and it's also one of those ones where, uh, you know, in The Hunger Games, the third film, there were still some scenes that still needed to be shot with him. Yeah. Apparently, he is a very yeah. So now, character. are they going to do the Dumbledore route? No, or no, they, they are not. CG. They, they are going the Gladiator route and CGing him into some right. of the okay. films, including as they did with Oliver. Th- there is apparently one scene which you know what required quite a lot of him in it, and I've heard what they're doing is they they may have already recorded the dialogue or something for it. I don't know, and they're going to be using likenesses of him as kind of reaction shots and they're mm, CG nice. yeah. CGing those in. So one reason I'm going to see these films will be to see how how they've done that, and yeah, you know, I I don't want to go in and be like, wow, that was. A terrible attempt to bring him back there, but it's, yeah, uh, it is certainly a shame, isn't it? Right, right in the middle of a of a series where you know where where he he was actually playing quite a good character, you know, quite a, quite an interesting character. It's always, it's always a shame, um, but yeah, we, we probably should have mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I hate to like just yeah do it as an afterthought, but yeah. Well, I mean, when when is it in the actual awards that will not be named that they do those it's somewhere in the middle there i don't know yeah they, they kind of throw it in randomly it doesn't seem to really be I, mean, and I always I, found it odd that they allow them to applaud throughout it should be like applause for them because they're like oh somebody i didn't really like them well, but yeah. oh Philip Seymour Hoffman! well on top of that isn't that just a little more mormon morbid yeah and this person died Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you're clapping for their life not yeah. their death okay i know but still you you are like literally you're clapping at their death you may be celebrating their life but you're clapping the fact that they're dead yeah it does seem a strange formula doesn't it <laughs> certainly well you know they got to do something to fill those four hours i guess yeah, so. <laughs> now if you want to fish it and go to the uh you know first annual Oh, this yeah. podcast. <laughs> we know how to be efficient. Yes, yes, we do. Shut right at the end. <laughs> so, was there anything else? I think that is everything, gentlemen. I think that is us concluded. And what a celebration it's been. Um, the champagne will be opened here in due oh, course. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. laughs, the tears. Oh, I remember yes. it well. I know, I know, yeah. <sighs> well, it's been a real And then pleasure. we can only look forward to next year's. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood better get going with some of and these we films. we will look on expanding some categories, you know. Yeah. Maybe I, have some fun. Yeah, may, maybe next year we will decide to open up to Best Animated. You never know. Hey, yeah, so there we, we go. We'll be a little <laughs> bit faster at doing it than the actual Academy Awards. It took like 70 years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we perhaps could include some, uh, some TV series as well uh, as possible. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm sure... If Sherlock is out by then, that will be on there. <laughs> It'll just be the Sherlock cast, that's yes. all. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, dear listeners, do not forget, it's the people's choice on the Best Female Actress category, so do take action on that and get online and put your votes in. We will be listening and we'll be making that announcement in the next podcast. But from now, from all of us on both sides of the continents, this is the conclusion of the first annual unofficial, official, non-Academy Awards Awards podcast for 2013. I <laughs> uh, love it. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.